And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich. Good to be here. And Dr. John Vance. Hello, Dan. Well, gentlemen, it's nice to have you characters in the studio with us today. (laughs) That word is chosen intentionally. Our uh, discussion today is concerning character. And um, maybe you have experienced uh, perhaps hiring a contractor. And uh, the character of the individual was so very important as you sought out someone to work on your deck, on your house, maybe your roof, and someone that you could trust. And so today's discussion is concerning character. It has a lot of implications. And um, gentlemen, what would you like to talk about first here today concerning Christian character? Well, I think one of the things we need to ask first is what's the difference between a person who is a character and a person who has character? (laughs) I'll tell you in the studio, we have real characters. (laughs) Well, the the adjective, whether it's good or bad, bad character, good character. That's right. That's probably, uh, you know, character is not talked much about today, but I was reflecting recently about uh, the way the ministry was conducted in the 19th century. And I think it highlights how Mm -hmm. we have shifted uh, in our understanding and emphasis in in the – uh, ministry today, most of it is therapeutic, mm-hmm. healing problems and so yeah. forth. Now, that is needed. God is a God of healing and so forth, and we have lots of problems. But it's a very uh, effeminate form of ministry where we're only exercising, if you will, the uh, motherly qualities, which is fine. But also, in the 19th century, the ministry in America was much more should I say, directed, uh, and if you will, uh, it was uh, active in character formation. Take, for instance, the Presbyterian minister, uh, McGuffey, and uh, McGuffey's readers. Mm -hmm. I have a set. I've read them. I read them to my children, and I was amazed at almost learning to spell, learning to read, Mm -hmm. uh, learning to uh, be able to pronounce words. All of it was in the context of character formation, and teaching people how to be honest, to observe, for instance, and to recognize the right to property, uh, mm-hmm. things like that that w- we've lost. Mm. Yeah, we really have. I heard a, a youth speaker one time many years ago, he had uh, a little phrase he used, if you know how to live, you'll know how to make a living. You know, And I think what he was talking about there was this whole idea of character. Mm-hmm. Well, m- much of the many of the social problems and much of the problems that I see individuals have uh, sometimes does come down to character. I'm thinking of a couple of uh, young members of my family. Uh, I'm the uncle of uh, quite a few uh, of my siblings' offsprings, and a couple of them have not done well. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes down to character. Mm-hmm. Right. They have not been formed properly, therefore they never develop, for instance, a work ethic. Right. They yeah, never right. developed a sense of being on the job every day and yeah. and and uh, <laughs> supporting your family like you should mm-hmm. or yeah. keeping your word when you give it in a vow or right. or you you sign a contract. Those things are terribly important and and mm-hmm. they have implications not only for our personal lives but also for our national life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, before we started today, uh, John, you reminded me that uh, so much of the Proverbs um, is connected with good character. And I just want to read just a couple of verses as we start off here today, uh, chapter 2 of Proverbs. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Excellent passage of Scripture. Uh, Certainly when we talk about character, we have to interject uh, the uh, biblical uh, admonition about the fear of the Lord, Hmm. for it is the beginning of wisdom and the beginning of knowing how to live in the world. That's right. Proverbs 1.7. Solomon doesn't get very far along when he, he says that, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and understanding, and that's mm-hmm. where it begins. And the problem is we have a society that is trying to find wisdom without God, and you can't do it. Not only can you not find wisdom without God, but we want to live life on the cheap without, mm-hmm. if you will, discipline. Discipline is required. Notice in the Proverbs how often it mentions the word discipline, which goes to the heart of following the Lord, but also character formation before his Mm -hmm. face. And character formation and true character is something that, um, and we mentioned this before we opened the mic too, that is is, um, truly there in your being. It's not just um, actions foisted upon you. It's something that flows from within. It's who you really are. And someone said, uh, you are who you are in the dark. Yeah, well, you can tell what your character is when you choose to do things when no one else is yes. looking at you or you're not going to be caught. Right. Uh, what you do in those moments probably reflects what you are more than mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah. So uh, today we're talking about character. Now, obviously, this has uh, great extensions to our, our current culture. A couple of days ago, we were watching the stock market, and I'm not a I'm not a financial guy, but it took quite a dip. Uh, there's probably a good deal of connections that could be made as we talk about current events, uh, talk about what I like to refer to as honest weights and measures. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a mm-hmm. whole whole range of discussions there. But uh, what we'll do is we'll take a short break and continue this interesting discussion about character. On the other side, please stay with us.
We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. In the studio with me today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich and Dr. John Vance. Today we're talking about character. And, uh, you know, we never did take the time to define character. I know we joked a little bit about the characters that we have in this uh, studio right now. But uh, how would we define character? You know, I looked up the word uh, oh, a few days ago. Uh, I looked up the word character. Uh, it does go back to French, to Latin, and even to Greek. And I know that the word is important in, for Greek philosophy in terms of Aristotle and Plato. They used the word character and were concerned about character formation. They were convinced that you could not have a good society without good leaders. Hmm. So they were primarily concerned about the relationship between politics and ethics, which they believe, in fact, they were highly related in spite of what we're told today. They knew that you could not have a good society without good and just leaders. The word character has to do with having something stamped on your soul, if you will. We we apply the word character to letters of the alphabet, which we put on a page. We call these uh, letters ABC, characters. And uh, we have our souls stamped. And that stamping process is what we expect to be able to do for our young so that when mm-hmm. they grow up, they will be responsible uh, human beings. Even more, the scriptures talk a great deal about character. In the Proverbs, for instance, it's in the context of a father to a son who's going to pass on to his son and admonishes his son to adhere and to receive this instruction and to practice it. So it becomes very important for uh, not only your personal success, but it becomes important uh, for a society's success. And if you don't have enough people doing the right things, that society will fail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is something that's so important, is to have very strong character. It's the idea of doing what is right, even though it's 
unpopular, even though it may not be something that you would think would benefit you, but understanding what is right and sticking with it. I remember a number of years ago, some commentator talking about uh, the young man in the, in the ghetto, and he was pointing out to, to him, you've got two choices. You go to McDonald's and work for minimum wage, or you can sell drugs and have enough money to buy the big cars and everything. Yes, and, yes. and he's saying, you have these two choices. Hey, obviously, he's going to take the choice where he gets all the money. But that underlined the whole concept that there was no thought for character, for no. right or wrong, or what was good. Mm-hmm. Only what was going to make me wealthy or make me feel good at the time. Well, right. the, the the proverbs are clear about that. There is a way which seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are mm-hmm. the ways of death. Character yeah. formation prolongs life, uh, and it's good for people. Uh, we'll have to get into the distinction between what it means to be a Christian in the sight of God and what character formation means. But character actually can be formed in a state of nature, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, by God's common grace. Right. And uh, otherwise, you can't have contracts. Right. You cannot buy and sell in good faith. I uh, know a man, this happened many years ago in South Carolina, who was a Christian, and he, he was a contractor, and he bid on a job. And he got the job, and the prices of the materials almost doubled within a month mm. on mm. certain items. Now, he had taken uh, a pledge, if you will. He'd actually signed a contract to fulfill that. And he says, I'm going to have to do this. And he remembered and quoted the psalm to swear to his own hurt. Yes. Yeah. However, he did go to the man that he made the contract with and, first of all, said, you know, I'm going to do this job, but I hope you understand that uh, I would like to be able to modify this if it's agreeable to you. If not, I will swear to my own hurt. Mm -hmm. And he, in fact, had to do the job, and he had to do it, and it did hurt him because the guy would not let him out of the original contract Mm -hmm. or modify it. So that was a man of character. That is Mm -hmm. a man you can trust, and that is a man you can do business with. Right. Mm -hmm. And you see this in some of the areas. Uh, I remember living in the Midwest. Now, the Midwest is, is very flat, but apparently there was some rise in the ground there. And what happened is they had what was called the cut. And the cut was the railroad went through there, and they actually cut into the ground so the railroad wouldn't have to go up a grade. Oh, yeah. And they put like five bridges across the cut so people could cross them. Well, it came time, and these bridges were being condemned. And, of course, when the original contract was uh, signed, the railroad wanted to have this cut there. And so part of the contract was, well, we'll keep the bridges in good repair. Well, when it came time for the bridges to be replaced, guess where the railroad was? No, that contract was made a long time ago. We can't do that. And it shows, again how much character we have lost mm. at, at this time. Then finally, they said, well, if you force us to... Well, back then, when the contract was made, there was only horse and buggies, and we'll, we'll fix the bridges so a horse and buggy can go across it and not a car. Now, there there is a sense in the Old Testament that you see that even the kings of Israel were judged by their character. Yes. And so it becomes important in God's covenant with Israel. Uh, all the way through, <clears throat> these kings, leaders in particular... Right. Uh, 
are to be held to a standard, for instance, that you that you don't expect necessarily out of the common person. That's why mm-hmm. they're leaders, well, that, and they're judged by that. One of the things, you know, even, I mean, the contract, when you see it with God is so important, I, I cannot help but remember when the Gibeonites came to Israel. And uh, remember, they were taking over the land, and the Gibeonites come up to Joshua, and they say, look at our clothes were from a long ways away. We, our clothes have holes in them. Our bread's moldy. We're a long ways away. Make a contract with us and, you know, make a treaty with us. And they made a treaty. They were deceived. And then they realized the Gibeonites are the next town over and they're not from, yeah. from a far away. <laughs> but God held them to that because when he came to Saul and Saul started killing the Gibeonites, God judged Israel for breaking that treaty that they had made. And furthermore, this crops up in First Kings when we're dealing with Solomon. The yeah. Gibeonites, it crops up again where yeah. they are still in that covenant relationship and it becomes generational. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, uh, one thing I would like to mention about character is that uh, while I do not believe, uh, as it's uh, uh, attributed to John Locke, that we're born a blank slate, um, I don't believe that we're born in sin. Right. Uh, uh, we also are born with the potential, and we have the basis within us to learn to do good in a common state of grace, if you will. Right. Otherwise, we couldn't have society and get along. Right. Uh, on the other hand, uh, character is something that is developed, that is trained. And what I am uh, impressed with over and over is those commands that you find in the Old Testament, that you are to train your children in the way that they are to go. As a twig is bent, so Mm -hmm. uh, is the development of that tree. So you find uh, in the Old Testament uh, there is a great deal of emphasis in the family on developing and preparing the children to meet life mm-hmm. the way it is, and character formation becomes quite central to that. Mm-hmm. Not only in the Proverbs, but in the Psalms, uh, in the uh, Songs of Solomon, all the way through. Right. Uh, even in the book of Job. Who is Job? A man who has great character and integrity. He is described as being uh, righteous in his own generation. And I think that it's his character uh, that sees him through and he keeps his eye fixed on God when even his own wife yeah. is uh, assailing him. Yeah. Curse God and die. But he, <laughs> he, he wouldn't curse God because no. he, knew, he knew God and he would do that. But you see also the character of the man who would stand up and also tell his wife, should we receive only good from God and not the evil or the, or the hard times too? And I think that's a part of the character too, to follow God regardless of what happens, mm-hmm. uh, whether good or evil, knowing that ultimately being in God's hand and, and serving him is the right thing to do. Amen to that. Yeah. I'm glad you also... Uh, mentioned John the um, the notion of God's common grace and how even folks who um, don't yet know the Lord or maybe will never know the Lord can um, fulfill at least some of God's commands imperfectly of course and um, are honest people are people of integrity 
Um, yet there's another layer to that, isn't there? There um, certainly is. Um, you know, when our heart is converted by uh-huh. Christ, by the Holy Spirit, then we have an inward desire to obey God because we love God. And uh, again, before we open the mic, uh, one of you mentioned, maybe it was on the phone even yesterday, the um, the passage concerning the fruit of the Spirit. And I'm just wondering if uh, one of you could uh, look that up and, and read it for us. <laughs> the fruit of the Spirit is mentioned several places, of yeah. course, in the New Testament. And again, this is a type of uh, character formation, but this is, this, if you will, is to take the Christian uh, who has been renewed in Christ to higher yeah. ground. Yeah. We're becoming then more Christ-like through the Spirit. Uh-huh. But notice, it still has to do with being stamped with the image of Christ. It does. And being formed in Him so that we develop what is called a Christ-like mm-hmm. character. That's yeah. what's required of the Christian. Yeah. Before we even would even look at the fruit of the Spirit, especially what Paul talks about in, in, in Galatians 5, Mm-hmm. 22, he precedes that by saying, guess what the world's standards are? The world's standards are a big contrast to that. And mm-hmm. I think it's sometimes mm-hmm. worth looking at because, you know, as he points out, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and is contrary to one another, so you do not do the things that you wish. Okay, now the works of the flesh are evident. What are they? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, all of which I told you beforehand. We don't see that kind of thing in our society now, do we? (laughs) That's quite oh quite a thing, but then quite a he, list. Yeah, yeah, and then he goes and he, he says, "But the fruit of the spirit is it what this love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control, against which there is no law." Mm. Praise be to God. That's yeah. right. That's a uh, a wonderful passage. Uh, it's mentioned in Romans, of course, and uh, throughout mm. the New Testament, Paul, in one way or another, is dealing. Mm with uh, the fruit of the Spirit and Mm, Christian character, uh, we do have a resource or an aid to enable us Mm -hmm. to attain, if you will, new heights, and that is the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and lives Mm. based on having received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And um, uh, we are taught uh, in the Scriptures uh, to pursue this kind of life and the harvest, of course, is interesting. It's peace. Mm-hmm. We we are at shalom with God and with our neighbor. Uh, and it is through the development of the fruit of the Spirit. I used to have a professor, if I can say, in seminary. He wrote a book on the fruit of the Spirit. But it was for small Bible study groups. And, and Dr. Sanderson had in there a section before he talked about the fruit uh, and that is pulling up some weeds. <laughs> so it's not just enough to develop uh, the fruit. You also have to prune and uh, and do some hard work, if you will, to prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we have so many bad habits yeah. that we have to replace them, if you will, with the good <laughs> habits of, right. of learning goodness. Yeah. yeah. Well, I see we're uh, out of time already for today's discussion. We've been talking about Christian character and character in general. 
even for those who are not Christians. And uh, gentlemen, maybe we can continue this discussion next week. I think there's so much more to talk about here. And uh, dear listener, if you'd like to contact us with a question or comment, a reminder that our email address is ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org. And this entire broadcast is up on our website, and that address is redeemerbroadcasting.org. For Redeemer Broadcasting, I'm Dan Elmendorf. Today in the studio with me has been the Reverend Mark Diedrich and Dr. John Vance. Please join us again next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer.